0: If you do live in the North Toronto area and are looking for a local church, we invite you to join us at one of our Sunday morning gatherings. Our desire is that God would use this to encourage you with the hope we have in Jesus. All right, we are going to continue in our series in the book of Proverbs. And today's message is called Timeless Advice About Prayer. We are talking about prayer, this gift that God has given us. And there's things that we use in our life all the time. We use our stoves, we use our cars, we use our phones, our TVs, our couches, our chairs. We use those things every single day. And prayer is one of those things that we are to use every day. God calls us to prayer. We are to be praying for believers and unbelievers. This is our go-to Move because this life that we're in is chess, it's not checkers, and we need God's help and his wisdom every single day. Psalm 65, verse 2 says, O you who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. Verse Psalm 32, verse 6 says, Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. We the people of God. Fray. This is what we do. We have, and we have this access to God at all times because of the Son of God. I remember uh, every time I watch a, a, a basketball game or a football game, I always noticed a person who has an all-access pass around uh, their neck. And I, I see that, and, I, and then I, sometimes I want it. And I want it because I know that to have that all access pass means you can go anywhere in that event. You have full access. And it's the, that is the same reality that the Christian has when it comes to prayer. We have full access to God all because of the Son of God. Ephesians 2 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Jesus has won us an all access ba- pass to our, to our Heavenly Father who we can go to anytime and every day. And prayer for us is not easy. It's not easy an easy habit to do because our, our flesh, our flesh is not naturally bent towards prayer. We are bent towards trying to solve things ourselves. And then we also have, an enemy a spiritual enemy satan who is at work trying to convince us that god doesn't care that he's away from us that our prayers are making no difference but here's the reality that that's a lie prayer is not easy it's hard for us but prayer is powerful james 5:16 says the the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective the the person who engages in prayer that something powerful is happening and something effective is happening prayer what it is is an expression of humility it's me saying i am weak god you are strong i'm it's me embracing Uh, my weakness. Prayer is a declaration of trust. It's a transfer of confidence. I'm no longer trusting in myself. I am trusting in God and seeking his help. Prayer is calling on God to fulfill his promises. It's saying, Lord, you have promised to do this and I'm asking for you to fulfill that promise. Now, prayer is an opportunity to grow in patience. It's an opportunity to grow in patience where we say, you know what, Lord, I am going to wait on you. Uh, to answer and I'm going to trust that you will. Prayer is an opportunity to enter into peace. Because when we when we pray it says that the peace of God comes to our hearts because we we put that that situation, that issue, we put that on the Lord and we say I'm trusting you to take care of it. Now here's a couple of things we need to remember about prayer that I think really will encourage us. I want to remind us of these things. And the first one is that Jesus is praying for us. Jesus is praying for us. Hebrews 7:25 says he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus is holding me down in prayer. Every Day. And in times like this, that should bring peace to us. As we, as we look at all that is going on around us, as we maybe feel anxiety sometimes, we should have peace knowing that Jesus is praying. He has served me on the cross where he died in my place. And now he serves me through prayer. Jesus is praying for me. And also the Holy Spirit is helping us in prayer. It's helping us in prayer. Romans eight twenty six says, The Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. The uh, the dictionary of biblical imagery uh, explains this verse extremely well. It says, the picture is of a loving parent who listens to a child's confused complaint in response to what is deeply wished, but not well expressed how good is that deeply wished but not well expressed i have these deep longings and i don't i don't even do a good job of of expressing them but the spirit of god who lives in me is listening and he is taking my messy prayers and he is presenting those prayers to the father in such a way that god knows and sees my the deepest longings of my heart he sees what i'm truly trying to say we have this unique access to the throne room of heaven. But here's what Proverbs is going to show us today, that our praying, our living affects our praying. The verses we're going to look at is going to show us so clearly that, that how I behave affects my prayer life. And so the question that we're going to seek to answer here is whose prayer does God listen to? Who is the person God listens to? Here's the Here's the first answer, the person who avoids manipulation. Proverbs 15 verse 8 says the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord but the prayer of the upright is acceptable to him. The CSB, uh, the Christian Standard Bible says the sacrifice of the wicked is detestable to the Lord. That God can't stomach the person who comes to him with an insincere heart. See in that culture, The people thought that the way that they got their false God to help them was they had to manipulate them into giving them things. And this person here thinks that this is the way you have to treat and and act with the true and living God. But that's a wrong way to think. And Scripture also says that the person who is like this, the manipulator, that God is far from them. Look at verse... 29 it says the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. God, God is far away from that person who's trying to manipulate him, and that person should realize that they're not going to be heard by God until they truly repent of their sin. God is far from the wicked, but the, it says the prayer of the upright is acceptable to him. He hears the prayer of the righteous, and the righteous. The righteous are those who are trusting in Christ. It's us. Those who are looking to Jesus Christ in faith. See, we're called righteous, not because of any righteousness in us or because of the life we've lived. We're called righteous because of his life, of his perfect life lived on our behalf. And the moment we trusted in Christ, his perfect righteousness, all of his sinless life was credited to me. It was put into my account. 2 Corinthians 521 says, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is our present reality that I am counted righteous in Christ and that because of that the Lord is near to me. Psalm 145 says the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth, sincere heart. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He also hears their cry. Do you hear that? He hears our cry, our longings, and he saves them. God is ready to help us. He is ready to help us when we come to Him with an honest heart, not seeking to manipulate Him, not seeking to just get Him to do what we want, but a heart surrendered to the reality that He knows best. I'm surrendered to whatever answer He gives, and I believe that He's going to help me in His perfect and wise way and in His perfect and wise timing. The Lord is far from the manipulator, but He helps those who come to Him with an with a honest heart. He also helps the person. He listens to the person who listens to his word. That's our second answer. God listens to the person who listens to his word. Go, go to uh, Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28 verse 9 says, if anyone turns away his ear from hearing the law even his prayer is an abomination. The person who doesn't listen to God shouldn't expect God to listen to them. If you ignore the Lord, He's going to ignore your prayer. And this is not the only person that God won't listen to. Uh, Scripture tells us in 1 Peter 3 verse 7 that the husband who's harsh and rough with his wife, who, who bullies his wife that God does not listen to that person. Psalm 68 verse 18 tells us that the person who loves and cherishes sin, who chooses that way as as a defined way to live, that God does not listen to that person. Isaiah 1 verse 15 says the person who loves violence, who sheds blood, that God does not listen to that person. Just because we fall to our knees and open our mouth does not mean that we have the king's ear. Our living affects our praying our behavior matters to the lord and we cannot lose sight of that the the phrase to turn away uh, your ear uh, it speaks of a person who makes a conscious decision to reject the voice of god this is like that employee who has completely tuned out their boss or that child who when their parent is speaking they put their hand over their ear and they, uh, their ears and they just are not listening. This is uh, what we call an act of pride. The person who refuses to listen to the Lord says, is saying, I, I know better than you. I know what is best. I don't need your voice in my life. And uh, they're, they're walking in pride. And also notice in the text that this person's foolish because this person has stopped listening to God, but they're still asking for things from God. It's foolish. They think that I, they can get things from God without listening to to the Lord. The Hebrew word here uh, for listening doesn't mean just to hear. It also means to hear and obey. The person who has rejected the voice of God, they have forgotten what it says in in the letter of James. In James 1, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, will be blessed in his doing. When we live the way God says, it does not mean that everything is always going to be easy. It does mean, though, that things will be better. Not easy, but better. See, when you refuse the voice of God, when you refuse to listen to the Lord, what's happening there is that you're forfeiting blessing. You're forfeiting the blessing that comes to your life by living by God's wisdom. You're also forfeiting the blessing of having the ear of the king, the ear of the one who rules all and owns all, who's over all, who's sovereign, over us. You're forfeiting that ear. And this isn't the time to forfeit the ear of God. With all the challenges our culture is facing, with all the challenges we're facing personally in this season, as, as we walk through this challenging time, having the vo- the ear of God is completely vital for us. The person who stopped listening to the voice of God and doesn't spend any time in God's Word. They're not hearing what He has to say. They don't read the Scriptures. They don't make that a priority. There's no obedience to the Word of God in their life. In challenging times, they don't respond by going to the Word. They respond by going to everything else. They don't counsel from the Word. They only give their own opinion. They're not pointing people to scripture to help them think through challenging times. They're not filtering all that they're hearing in the news and the media and, on so, and, on, and online and all that. They're not filtering those things through the word of God and through his promises to think through all that is coming at them. Their life is not shaped and informed and guided by scripture. And so their prayer life is weak. See, when we listen to the word, when we spend time in scripture, when we know the word, our prayer life gets strong. Our prayer life becomes stronger because when we look into the word, we, we see the character of God. We know and learn that he is merciful, that he is good, that he is gracious, that he is rich in love, that he is good to all. And you know what happens when we know those things? Then we pray to God based on that. We ask him to be this way towards us. We ask him to be this way towards those who we love. We ask him to be this way to those who, who don't love him even. When we know the word, then we know the promises of God. And when we know the promises of God, then we pray those promises back to the Lord. We say, God, you've made this promise to us. We ask you now to fulfill your promises to us in your Word. When we know and spend time in the Word, we get to see the Son of God and see His prayer life. We get to see that He was a man of prayer. That He prioritized prayer. And as we watch Him waking early to pray, as we watch Him praying before big decisions, as we watch Him praying in the garden, we pray like Him. We prioritize prayer like Him. We see that prayer for us is vital. If Jesus was a man of prayer, how can we not be that way. And then we see him praying, father, not my will, but yours be done. And we pray that way as well. We pray, not my will, Lord, but yours be done. I'm telling you honestly what I'm feeling in my heart, but I'm also surrendered to your plan for me. When we see Jesus saying, father, glorify yourself. We pray like that as well, that God would glorify himself in our life and the way that we live prayer prayer is an all-access pass to the throne of grace that has been won by us, by Jesus Christ. And again, this is the go-to move of Christians. This is what we do. We pray. The people of God are known for that. this prayer has been given to us by Jesus to be used every day, especially in these days, to pray for those we love, to pray for those who don't know Jesus Christ, that he would find them, that He would rescue them, that they would become known by Him, to pray for our church, to stick together during this time, to stay close, to support one another, to find creative ways to be together and encourage each other in the faith, to pray for our community, that we would give each other grace as we try to navigate what we are facing, that we would pray for our leaders, that God would grant our elders wisdom, that God would grant our prime minister and our and our premier wisdom in these Times using our voice in a way that honors the Lord. First Timothy 2, verse 1 says, I urge you that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. The text doesn't say some people. It says all people. We pray for those who love the Lord. We pray for those who do not. We lift our voice as a church, committed to this reality that prayer is, vital that prayer is necessary because when we pray what we're doing is we're inviting the power of god to flow into our lives and our situation we are calling on the one who is all powerful who is who is good to all who answers us because he is near to us he's near to us because we're under the blood of Jesus Christ through faith in him we've been brought near and God will help us as we seek him out but what we need to remember the advice we're being given from the word today is this that our living affects our praying that how we live and how we behave matters uh, in these times let's pray together father we thank you Lord God that you hear our prayer and that you help us. Help us, I pray, to live in such a way that brings glory to you, knowing that the way we behave, how we carry ourselves matters to you, that we are to manipulate you in prayer, that we're just simply to be honest, to tell you what's on our hearts and our minds, that we aren't to, uh, to ignore your word, but we are to cherish it, value it, allow it to guide us in this season. Please help us, we pray, to live these uh, lives like this, we pray son's name. Amen. For more resources or information about Hope Church, visit HopeTorontoNorth.com.